sifter.com.au. Hi, I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And I'm Kyle Paletto. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, Nintendo and Sony are working on a live-action Zelda movie, Valve announces the Steam Deck OLED, and Aussie indie CRPG Broken Roads is delayed a week before launch. Here is the news for Sunday, 12th of November. Let's go! Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash Discord. Get ready to grab the Master Sword and head to Hyrule as this week it was officially revealed that a Zelda movie is in the works. Announced on the official Japanese Nintendo site, The Legend of Zelda creator Shigeru Miyamoto will produce alongside Avi Arad, one of the producers of the recent Spider-Verse films, and it'll be co-financed by Nintendo and Sony Picture Entertainment and directed by Wes Ball of the Maze Runner series. There have been theories about a Zelda movie for years, but with the release of the Super Mario Bros. movie, those rumours have picked up. We're already curious about what flavour of Zelda it will be. Will it adapt to one of the existing games, or will it be a completely new story? And of course, will Link speak? The Mario movie was surprisingly good, so with cautious hope, we'll keep an eye out for more details and bring you the latest on Walkthrough each week. Valve announced this week they were putting some shiny new components into their handheld with a new model called the Steam Deck OLED. It's got a slightly larger screen at the same 2080 by 800 resolution, but that new OLED is much brighter and has a higher refresh rate, so it promises to look prettier. There is also improved battery life and Bluetooth connectivity, but under the hood, it's not a full revision mostly sticking to what worked well with the first device. Valve designers Lawrence Yang and Pierre-Luc Griffet also confirmed to The Verge that they have sold multiple millions of Steam Decks since its July 2021 launch. There are two standard models available when it launches next week on the 16th of November. We've got a 512GB model for US$549 and a 1TB version for US$649 which works out to be approximately 860 and 1020 Australian dollars respectively. But if we're talking about respect, Valve still refuses to sell the Steam Deck here in Australia, which feels pretty disrespectful, if we're going to be honest. It's available to order for people in US, Canada, European Union and United Kingdom, as well as Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong and Taiwan now. Good for them. I'm so happy for them. If you are looking forward to experiencing the post-apocalyptic RPG Broken Roads next week, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Drop Bear Bites announced this week that they would delay their November 14 release date until early next year, as they spend more time on polishing and QA testing to make sure it's the best possible game for their fans. The game is now content complete according to Drop Bear Bites, and is actually longer than they originally planned, now coming in at around 30 hours of gameplay. Either way, we're looking forward to when this game arrives on Windows, Xbox, and Switch. After just six years, the Overwatch League is officially powering down, with Blizzard confirming a major shift in their esports strategy. It's a bittersweet farewell to the ambitious project, which attempted to shake things up by going for a more NFL-style franchise system than the typical esports structure. Interest in esports and Overwatch itself cooled a lot since the league's launch, which meant this felt a bit like a foregone conclusion when it was revealed the league had financial issues. 
Activision Blizzard is gearing up to shell out a whopping $120 million in termination fees to the 20 teams involved. But on a positive note, this likely isn't the end of competitive Overwatch altogether. There are whispers of a new, more open format for 2024. So stay tuned to Walkthrough for the latest. Mother, mother. It's been six years since Fortnite released, and they're still hitting record after record, this time breaking their all-time one-day player record. On Saturday, 4th of November, 44.7 million players jumped online for the launch of the latest season, Fortnite OG, which brought back the original Chapter 1 map. These players collectively clocked 102 million hours of play, and at one point, according to live stats tracker Fortnite.gg, reached 6.2 million concurrent players. Sad news for those eagerly waiting for Revenant Hill. The Nine in the Woods follow-up has been cancelled. Developers The Glory Society made the heavy decision after members were forced to step away from production due to serious health issues. From the wording on the site, it also looks like The Glory Society is taking a step back and potentially going on hiatus as well. Small indie teams often have to work in many different roles, so to lose one or two members can make a big impact. We wish all the devs at The Glory Society all the best and hope their health improves. Aladdin X, the minds behind the surprise hit Suica game, aka Watermelon Game, have announced they've sold 3.66 million copies globally. Speaking with Japanese video game magazine Famitsu, a representative from Aladdin X said Japan accounts for the lion's share with 3.27 million, while international sales have surpassed 390,000 after releasing on the Switch and offering support for English, Korean, and Chinese language settings. Suica game is simple. Players just need to align similar fruits, culminating in a large watermelon, all while grappling with fruits' unpredictable rolling. It sounds silly, but that hasn't stopped it captivating players worldwide, and we here at Sifter are absolutely all for it. Long-running video game site The Escapers has imploded this week after the sacking of editor-in-chief Nick Calandra for not meeting goals put in place by parent company Gamers Group. The entire video team at The Escapers quit in solidarity, including Yahtzee Croshaw, creator of the extremely popular Zero Punctuation animated review series. These staff have launched a creator-owned outlet called Second Wind and have opened up crowdfunding to support their work. It comes in a week where ex-Kotaku US writers Nathan Grayson, Gita Jackson, Riley McLeod, and Luke Plunkett launched Aftermath, a new video games and culture site in which they're all co-owners. It's clear that the commercialized venture capital-backed games journalism is increasingly not working. So as a small indie outlet ourselves, we're hoping that these incredibly talented people can show that this model works at scale. And the sad news continues with Australian developers Samurai Punk announcing that after a decade, the company is ceasing development and parting ways. Their story began back in 2014, and they've since delivered nine really interesting boundary-pushing indie titles. In a statement posted to their website and socials, founders Winston Tang and Nick McDonald said they're grateful for the community's support and will continue to maintain their existing projects, and thank the players and fans for a remarkable journey filled with shared adventures and achievements. From everyone at Sifter, we say good luck with the future, guys. Looking forward to seeing what comes next. That's it for the big headlines. Here's what's coming out over the next week. Hogwarts Legacy is finally coming to Switch after months of delays. This one was a massive hit when it released on other platforms earlier this year, and it'll be interesting to see how it holds up on the Nintendo hardware on the 14th. 
Cool Farming Sim Coral Island launches from early access onto PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, packed with interesting characters and chill vibes. Check out our interview with Stairway Games' Soma Putra in the Lightmap Podcast archives if you want to learn more about the making of this game. Get your moody goth on this week in The Last Faith, a Metroidvania Souls-like coming to all platforms on Wednesday. Navigate a dark medieval world with a vast arsenal of weaponry and unravel the past of Eric, a character tormented by forgotten memories. That's out on all platforms on the 15th. Head back into the world of Persona with Persona 5 Tactica. Join the Phantom Thieves in an alternate realm where war rules and alliances are key. Master grid-based battles, summon personas, and forge a revolution against the oppressive Legionnaires. That's out on all platforms this Friday. Rediscover a classic with the Super Mario RPG remake coming to Switch on the 17th. This time, Mario's little adventure into the RPG genre is in full 3D. Have the option to choose between original or new soundtracks, and it includes enhanced battle mechanics. Plus, explore new post-game challenges and a handy beastery. Jump in on the Switch this Friday. And guaranteed game of the year, Bluey the Video Game launches, bringing fun for the whole family on everything from the 17th. Though disappointingly, it was made by a Spanish studio, Artax Games, rather than a U-Butte, Rigidige, Aussie dev. Mitch is hyped for this one, so keep an eye out for our review on sifter.com.au. Articles to read, videos to watch, and podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au This has been walked through by Sifter. My name is Fiona Bartholomeus. And my name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. We know you love our podcast, so why not become a monthly backer on Ko-Fi? Your support lets us keep making our shows, and it's easy to do. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash support, where support starts from just $1 a month. That address again is sifter.com.au forward slash support. Sifter is produced by myself, Fiona Bartholomeus, Adam Christou, Daniel Ang, and Chris Barton. Mitch Lowe is senior producer who edited this episode, and Gianni De Giovanni is the walkthrough script editor and Sifter's executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune and Audio Technica Australia for their support of Sifter's podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. Chris Button here from Drop Rate, Sifter's video game review podcast. Unicorn Overlord might have a strange name, but don't dismiss its tactical prowess. It uses a, a tactics mode, um, and which is similar to the Gambit system that was in Final Fantasy XII for your um, uh, your squad mates. And you can say, okay, well, you know, Hodrick, who's my legionnaire with the big shield, I want him to prioritize protecting the back row. They're going to take the most damage. If they take a physical hit, they're going to go down, but I need them to be protected. So you can get quite granular with this, and I reckon you could build some pretty wild builds that are <laughs> totally game-breaking, um, but it's kind of the fun of the tactical squad-based gameplay in Unicorn Overlord. Tune in to Drop Rate to find out why Unicorn Overlord might just be one of 2024's sleeper hits. Available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.